you for downloading and happiness. Dare to be happy. We are two curious friends that want to explore what makes us happy. In each episode, we will take a topic in alphabetical order and discuss how it relates to and impacts happiness. We will live the experience of each concept through a dare that we set each other and then talk about how it affected our happiness. As well as diving into psychological theories and evidence which supports or contradicts our personal experiences. In other words, in this show, psychology meets play. I'm Kitty Newman, director of Trapeze Media, a digital marketing agency that leads with social. My company philosophy is based on the importance of play in all our lives and how important it is to be happy at work. I have been obsessed with the circus for a few years, hence the name Trapeze Media, and making time for things like handstands and aerial in amongst the day-to-day challenges that come with running a successful business makes me happy. My name is Claudia Mitura. I'm a work psychologist and learning and development specialist with a purpose to boost happiness in the workplace. I love experimenting and applying scientific research on happiness to my daily ups and downs, or just to prove my other half wrong. I also like to look for happiness in unusual places, so I won't shy away from diving with sharks or starring in a pantomime. Sometimes this gets me in trouble. Claudia, we have made it all the way through A to Z. Today is our last episode of the alphabet for this series and we'll be talking about zest and happiness. And what a letter and a topic to complete the alphabet of happiness because I felt that in our there of completing activities that give you more zest, it was a little bit like the there with gratitude. Once you kind of started concentrating on it, you couldn't really stop. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. Thinking about what brings you the zest for life. Absolutely. But before we share our experiences about zest, how would you define zest? What does it mean, that zest for life? I think a zest for life is something that makes you think quite positively, thinking about what you enjoy out of your life, what makes you want to, I guess, if keep on keeping on being alive, maybe even as dramatic as that. If you haven't got any zest for life, then you need to find that again and bring that back into your life. It's important to keep you positive. I really love the definition. And you're right. Zest is about two components. It's about that energy. And about that enthusiasm and passion for something that is in front of you. Interestingly, in positive psychology, zestful people are characterized by being motivated, adventurous, and resilient. (gasps) Resilience. Absolutely, because you have that energy to deal with challenges that you're facing in life. That's interesting. I wouldn't have put resilience into a description of a zest for life, but I can see that that's true because it's again sort of stepping into the unknown, being brave, pushing things out of like your safe kind of limits, but where you are expecting a positive outcome and bringing kind of positive energy into you. And I guess resilience is important to make that step. Yes. And zest really likes hanging out with other emotions like gratitude empathy and kindness. Oh, that's such a great way of putting it. I could see a little um, zest illustration and all its friends around it. Resilience, gratitude, hanging out. That's so nice. 
I know. I love that as well, because it is definitely that emotion that drives this other positive emotions in our life, which are so important to us and our happiness. What zesty activities did you do then? Well, Claudia, as we were discussing before we recorded, we are somewhat limited in our experiences currently being in a global pandemic. (laughs) So our experiences have been quite limited, but from what I have thought about bringing me zest are things like going in the sea. So I'm very lucky to live very close to the sea in Brighton. And that is something that brings me a lot of zest for life. It's invigorating. It makes you feel alive because it's freezing cold out there. You're in nature. You're being tossed around. I'm losing my inhibitions for a while. And it makes me feel very in the moment. And it also filters through to the rest of my day and shaking off any kind of anxieties of the day and making me feel really good. I think that's where a zest for life is. Yes, I think that's a great example. I was also thinking in similar patterns to you because I was concentrating on having, again, my morning routine with my yoga and meditation. And really on the days that I do follow my morning routine, I do feel more optimistic and I feel I have much more zest for life. And also during the day, my energy goes up and down. And when I was starting to lose my zest, I was taking a quick break to really regenerate. So I was doing some deep breathing or mindfulness or a bit of playful activity to really get that zest going. Feeling positive about life and having a zest for life is probably quite challenging at the moment for a lot of people. So recognizing how you can find that back is actually really important. And I was thinking today, being one of those days where the zest is maybe on a lower end, it's like, what could I do? I was like, oh, I could put some really loud music on and have a big dance. And actually, already thinking about doing that feels really fun and light and like a moment to just shake off that brings quite a bit of zest for life but I'm not a dancer and I think in one of the other episodes it's like I don't really do that as a part of a routine because some people were telling us that they do dancing in the morning as part of their routine but actually now I see like big loud music and sort of having a dance could really invigorate my like attitude for the day. I like that example and I think it's important to know what brings us that zest and then try really incorporate that, as you said, in your routine. When I plan my week, I actually like to think about good piece of work that I'm going to produce because I like my job very much and I like the writing and I like working for on this podcast. So when I put that in my schedule, I feel like, great, you know, I will be able to do that. So it really could be anything from our work to Anything, as you said, really having time to just dance around in the morning to the music you love. But something that will really remind you that we are here in this moment. It is not perfect, but we can still be happy for that moment. Very nice. then zest is a character trait or a state of mind (gasps) wow big question yeah alert alert deep philosophical question on its way (laughs) i think it's a state of mind actually because i don't think any 
person's zest will necessarily be the same as someone else's zest. And so I think that saying it's a character trait sort of makes it feel like it should be one way, I suppose. But a zest for life could be incorporated in so many different ways. You just need to make the move to bring it in. And some people might take more effort to do that than others. And possibly that's the character trait of like where it comes from and how that person is instinctively bringing that in. I think that's the character trait. But the actual zest, I'd say, is more something that you can create and bring into your life when you make the decision or the effort to. Oh, Kitty Newman, she always knows the answer. <laughs> You know what? There is a still a healthy debate in psychology about whether it is a state of mind or a character trait. And exactly to those reasons you mentioned. For instance, there is work by positive psychologist Martin Seligman, and he very much argues that being zestful, it is a character trait. That is, as you said, some people are more prone than others to feel optimistic, to be optimistic and be enthusiastic. And I'm sure you met in your life people who naturally have this high level of enthusiasm. But on the other hand, as you just mentioned, there are studies which say that zest is more of a mental state because it fluctuates. It goes up and down depending on the day and in the context and situation we are in. And we know it from actually our experiences. As you already mentioned, today is maybe not such a zestful day. But that doesn't mean it won't be tomorrow. So it's really a combination of those two aspects, which is really fascinating. And as I already mentioned, it's also quite complex to measure this because it coexists with such a other traits and characteristics like empathy, kindness, gratitude and resilience. It's funny how all these things kind of tick into one another. Perhaps you already knew this, Claudia, when we took on this alphabet of happiness, that these topics that we discuss would feed so well into each other. But I don't think I knew that when we said months ago, this is the alphabet and the final episode will do zest. It was no way in my thinking that you would be sitting here telling me that empathy, kindness, resilience, these topics that we've discussed before would feed into zest. And this has happened on so many other episodes that all of these qualities and traits feed so clearly into actions that we take to improve our happiness. And I'm impressed that actually <laughs> they're so relevant and that by the last episode, it's all clicking together so well for me. <laughs> wow. No, to be honest, when we started, I knew that certain components and certain topics we'll be discussing, they all predict our happiness and the level of life satisfaction from a research point of view. But I didn't realize as well myself how interconnected they are and how they really affect each other. And you're right, we have really through our podcast, we demonstrated those interlinked correlation and relationships on numerous basis. And it is incredible to show that all those emotions and all those traits, they are these roads towards happiness, which for me, it's so encouraging because that means that if we are going towards happiness, you can concentrate on one of those emotions and that will bring you an impact, numerous aspects for you to be happy. And I think that is amazing. 
Yeah, I do think that's amazing. And I really love that summary that you've done there because sometimes I feel that we have a lot of advice given to us. And maybe people that would be listening to this podcast would also be listening to a lot of other podcasts about happiness, well-being, mindfulness. And I think it's important to recognize that, like we've said a couple of times, today we do not feel that zestful or we don't feel the zest for life today, either of us, because of the news and what the implications of this on Christmas, etc. And by recognizing that, it actually makes me more optimistic to know that I can start to take into account lots of the things that we've done, gratitudes, kindness, empathy, to get that zest for life back. And it makes me not sit so heavily into the gloom of today and know that, okay, you can feel a bit gloomy today. That's fine. And obviously lots of people will find that difficult to get out of. But for me personally, I find it very helpful to know the practicalities and the science behind all these different things that I can incorporate to come and find the zest for life tomorrow. Amazing. And that's when you really start building your happiness boosting habits and you can really sustain your happiness, which is amazing. What's also incredible and I think mind-blowing is that if you have that zest for life or you would work on having that zest for life, not only you will feel good and happy, you will be seeing benefits in your life in additional aspects of it. So for instance, studies shows that employees who are zestful are considered by others to be more likely the assets of their organizations because they are perceived as much more thriving and dynamic professionals. Also, zestful people in conflict situations are more likely to show empathy. And finally, studies on teachers indicated that teachers who have a zest they're less likely to get discouraged with difficult behaviors in the classroom. So you can see like you're working on one aspect that really is having such a positive implications for the other parts of your life. How can we feel more zestful then? Well, so bringing in everything that we've discussed in the series. So today, feeling pretty hard about what's going to happen the next few days, blah, blah, blah. We won't dwell on it. So after speaking to you, I'm like, wow, I'm actually getting a lot of energy from Claudia right now in the podcast. This is making me already feel more positive. So if we hadn't done this podcast, I'd be thinking, I need to go and talk to somebody and have a chat. I need to start doing my gratitudes again. What positives are there in the situation right now? There definitely are. I need to play some games, make some things. I'm going to do some crafting. I'm going to get into cooking. I'm going to find my hobbies, reconnect with what I like about the world, do these things that are fun, that make me happy and try not to think about all the things that are not good because there's always going to be things that are not good in the world. There's always going to be doom and gloom and death and destruction and wars and starvation and all the awful things. So let's have some empathy, do what we can to help other people, bring in all the things that make us happy and then we'll feel the zest for life again, I guess, maybe. (laughs) 
Yay! Absolutely. Love that. Exactly. Concentrating on activities that make us feel good. And as you said, this could be things completely new. This could be hobbies. There could be activities in which we can apply our strengths and feel productive. Could be things that just giving you pure enjoyment and start connecting with others and trying to feel optimistic about the future. And we know that gratitude, your favorite, my favorite, is such a powerful powerful to do that. I think I would add to your list looking after your energy, like physical energy, because it's difficult to feel zestful if we are run down or feeling tired. So really think about taking care of your body. People who regularly engage in physical exercise, for instance, they do show higher level of zest. So really think how you can be looking after your body, especially during challenging times. I think we can try to combine those two elements in terms of once you really fueled your body and brain, and once you have in front of you selection of positive activities, remember that your energy still goes up and down throughout the day. So for instance, for me, 4 p.m. is always the worst flop of the day. You know, so during that time, I try to really do activities that can help me to get my zest back rather than activities who may be at the risk of damaging my zest because I cannot do something well. On the other hand, my morning is always my most productive, creative time of the day. So I like to use my energy then to really do more complex things that I can get that zest and satisfaction from. There is also a suggestion for activity called the imagine yourself exercise. This one is quite interesting, but our brain is a little bit silly in the sense that Many times when we imagine something, it doesn't necessarily know we are imagining it. So it's activating quite similar senses if you will be doing it. So, you know, you had that experience. I'm sure that you've been really, let's say, hungry and someone is describing this best cake ever and literally your mouth are watering. Yes. <laughs> you know, if you think that's silly because that's an illusion that cake doesn't exist in front of you, but your brain is preparing your body to actually eat that cake. So obviously they use that science in sports psychology in which the athletes, they need to imagine every single aspect of what they're going to do. And then it showed that they will perform better in terms of their athletic performance under pressure because they just kind of preparing their body of how things will be happening to them. So in the imagine yourself exercise, just following that logic, the idea is that you simply boosting your positive emotions by imagining yourself doing something that you really love. And you mentioned that beforehand, just imagining that you're dancing to a music makes you feel good. So this is the idea of trying to feel more optimistic about life by really trying to connect with activities that maybe you are not able to do now, but just imagine yourself doing them because your brain will give you that boost of endorphin anyway, because it's very silly. <laughs> wow. I'll be imagining myself wakeboarding in the sea and doing aerial and imagining all these amazing things that we love. Yes. And the science says our brain will react to it and it will behave like you're actually doing it. <laughs> Wow. The brain is incredible. I mean, now I'm just thinking about cake. <laughs> 
That's all right. If that's what makes you happy and bring you zest, think about a pile of cake. <laughs> think about entire room of cake. Why not? Imagination is boundless. So go for it, Kitty. Mm, delicious. Zest is about energy that is feeling invigorated, but also about that enthusiasm and passion for what is in front of you. We had a bit of discussion, but it's not established yet whether zest is a character trait or a state of mind. So the researchers are still divided, but we know it coexists with some amazing other traits and emotions, such as empathy, gratitude, kindness. Oh, resilience. Absolutely. And they all really predict our happiness and life satisfaction. And to increase our zest, we can do what? To increase our zest for life, we can imagine the things we love and it will have an impact on how we actually feel, feeling like we're doing them, tricking ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely. And we can take care of our body to have that physical energy and we can concentrate on positive activities and really schedule them in line with our level of energy throughout the day. Woo, nice. We wish you a very zestful day then. Very zestful day and a happy new year. And happy new year 2021. We still have high hopes that it will be much better year. But if it's not, remember, you still can be happy. Well, that is the end of the Alphabet of Happiness, Series 1. It's been amazing. I don't think Claudia and I expected this to be such a journey and have so much positive feedback and comments from everyone. So thank you so much to everybody who's been listening. I'm almost tempted to invent some extra alphabet letters just so we can keep going, Kitty. <laughs> And the journey is never over, you know, like what letter we could have. <laughs> well, instead of inventing new letters, Claudia, how about instead we do a monthly episode where we'll take some of the letters from the first alphabet and we'll summarize them for each month so that people can still have their little Kitty and Claudia fix. But it gives us the chance to have a rest and actually put things in place for a next series, as well as some potential exciting new things that we've got planning in our little minds for all our fans. Brilliant. Yes, I like that plan a lot, Kitty. Great. So have a great start to the year and we'll be back at the end of January with a little summary episode and an update on where we are with our secret plans. Absolutely. And in meantime, remember, we dare you to be happy. Keep building your happiness boosting habits and keep working on your happiness. All those amazing concepts that we've discussed, they are there for you to be implemented in your life with daily practices so that you can really 
experience high level of happiness in whatever situation you are currently facing. Okay, it's hard to end, isn't it, Claudia? It feels like... Don't forget about us. Don't forget about us. We'll be back. Please visit andhappiness.co.uk, follow us on Instagram, andhappinessofficial, and we'll see you at the end of January. Bye! Bye!